I finally got free from my mother's husband, who sexually, physically, and emotionally abused me. No longer was I sold to others for their own pleasure. I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and by God's love, I was set free. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Recently, we've been talking about the subtleness of sexual abuse and how it occurs in what on the outside looks like normal families, but in secret, something is going on. Listener discretion is advised because what you're about to hear is intended for mature audiences only. Now, sexual abuse to children is evil. And it's really orchestrated by the devil himself. In our last show, Mark Sowersby shared with us how after telling his mother of the abuse, his mother's husband only made it worse by threatening and doing more physical violence on him, even involving a bat, and then lying to his mother when his teeth got knocked out, that it was from falling off his bike. He shared with us as he got big enough to fight off his oppressor, He did that one day and ran away and told a family defender, someone from his family, everything that had been happening. And this person stepped in and rescued him literally from that situation. And Mark began a healing journey through his faith in Jesus Christ as he turned to God in his desperation. Today, he's going to tell us about how exactly he got healing from this horrible, tragic trauma he had to endure. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks again for having me. Mark, of course. I'm so honored to have you back again. Let me ask you a question here. How did becoming a Christian change your life? I mean, didn't you maybe feel like if Jesus were real, he wouldn't have allowed for the tragedy to happen in the first place? Like, how did you overcome a potential moment to even be mad at God? Well, of course, I asked all those hard questions. But that moment when I first started to go to church, I found a sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And that was so important to me. I found a place that was safe. Mm -hmm. I found peers. I found a place that really protected me emotionally and spiritually and physically. So, yes, did I ask God all those hard questions? If you're a real God, if you're a loving God, if you're a God who cares? Of course I did in my journey. I would not be honest with you if I said I didn't. Right. But I'll tell you that God was there for me. Wow. And then it sounds like you started associating God and accepting Him as a safe place because you literally got safe, like you're in a safe place. So how did you overcome the identity crisis you had before of being nothing? Like almost like used goods for men to abuse you over and over. How does a relationship with Christ change your understanding of your value? Well, it didn't happen overnight. It was a journey. Mm. And I would say to you that this journey started off with me not saying I want to forgive or I want to do this. I just wanted God. Mm. See, I grew up in a home with an abuser who spoke abuse. Everything about him was lies. And when I came to God, I wanted to know the real God. And seeking the real God, seeking the truth, seeking God's love and mercy and grace is where God would finally bring me to a place to learn to forgive and love God in a sense of loving myself. Wow. So basically, you understood that God loved you. I did, by God's grace to me, by God's love to me. It didn't happen overnight. I didn't get a zap, but the sanctuary was a safe place. I had friends, I had peers, and it was God's house. And then God's grace 
followed me and chased me. Wow. There's a Bible verse that talks about that. How did God basically come after you? How did you feel like God was coming after you? By never rejecting me. I think that's how I felt like God came after me. Mm. By me bringing my messes, my problems, my hurts, my insecurities, my fear. Oh, like getting real about it. Yeah. Mm. All that junk that I just poured out, waiting for the other foot to drop, waiting for God to reject me like my abuser did. Mm. But God never did. I could pour anything on that altar if you would. And he never left me. Wow. Well, that's really good. Now, how is going to a good church therapeutic for you during this time of healing? Well, it was a good church. It wasn't a perfect church. Let me say that. There's none of those, right? (laughs) Right. It was a good church because it allowed me to kind of build my own identity. Mm -hmm. I was there and I met good people, not perfect people. I met real people that cared about me, wanted to hear me. And in there, I found counselors. I found coaches. I found friends. I found support. That's awesome. And I think that's so important for people who have gone through abuse to get real, like how you did, and find support through a local church. I understand all this abuse gave you quite an inferiority complex where you often felt academically inferior to others. And maybe you thought you couldn't achieve big things like graduating Bible college, but your relationship with Jesus enabled you to do the impossible. Tell us about that. Sure. I tell people that when I grew up, I survived my childhood. I wasn't raised. And there's casualties of that. And one of the casualties is that I'm dyslexic. So I never got the support or the help that I needed. So academia was something I was always fearful of, very intimidated by it. Wow. Always brought up my insecurities and pains. But the Lord made a way, brought good people in my life. It was hard. It wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. It was the best four year, five years I spent in college uh-huh. and to go get my Bible degree. That is amazing. So you were able to do the impossible here. And it sounds like God gave you this very wholesomeness and a true healing. Like it's almost like the past had gone away. Do you ever feel like that? Like when talking about the past, a lot of trauma people can't talk about the past. And like, here you are, you're talking about it. How do you feel literally about your past? Do you have some of those old emotions still come up? Maybe bitterness, anger, or anything like that? You know, I have my triggers, of course. You can't go through what I went through and just say, hey, it never affects I have my triggers, but what happened in my life, even though the mountain of abuse, it was huge. It was the Everest that shined its shadow on me. Mm -hmm. God became bigger. And that's what happened. It became bigger. God became brighter. God became deeper. And I say that after many years, this wasn't on the first day. I'm on the other side of 50 now. So I'm looking back and going, you know, as much as that pain was there, as much as that pain was real in my life, it doesn't identify me anymore. Mm. I don't see myself identified as my abuser would want me to. Now I see myself identified in Christ. Wow, that's amazing. So I understand you're married today, but let me ask like a real, you know, hard question here. Did the trauma of the past threaten to ruin the life of your future with your beautiful wife at the time? I don't think it ever threatened to ruin our life. There was obstacles, there was challenges, there was real conversations, there was prayer, but I don't think it would ever ruin. It probably drew us closer because we really found comfort in one another and holding on to Christ. So I don't think it ruined it, but definitely had to walk through some challenges. Well, I understand like it was hard, right? So basically with intimacy, the first time you did kind of have a flashback of some sort. Yeah. You know, my young bride reaches out for me as a young bride does. And I locked up, I froze up because I didn't know good touch. I only knew bad touch. Oh man! So here I am. I'm loving God. I'm living my life for Jesus. I didn't know the healthy touch. I didn't know the touch that God created for marriage. Oh, but I understand your wife and patience and with the Lord Jesus Christ, you got healing 
And today, everything is fine. And not only that, you have children. <laughs> How many children did you end up having? We have four children. Four children. That's amazing. So definitely, God has brought healing in your life in that area as well. Is that right, Mark? It is. God's brought healing in my life, and He set me free, and He becomes my all in all. Now, Mark, what would you say to someone who's been through some type of emotional or physical abuse or worst case, sexual abuse, and they really identify with this story? What would you tell them? What do they need to do to get healing? Well, the first thing I would tell them, they're not alone. The enemy would love to say you're the only one. You're the only guy that's ever been molested. You're the only person that's gone through a trauma. You're the only person that has a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. There's people out there. There's support. There's groups. There's people out there that have been where you've been oh. and are trying to love you and pray for you and want to bring you to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. So there it is, guys. Mark, this is truly amazing what Christ did in your life. And audience, if you want to know the details, Mark has a book called Forgiving the Nightmare by Mark Sowersby. You can order now on Amazon, right there on Amazon. Again, it's Forgiving the Nightmare by Mark Sowersby. You need to get it if you want to know the details of how Mark overcame his past trauma in detail. Mark, thanks so much again for coming and sharing this incredible testimony. You truly overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Thanks so much, Mark. God bless and thank you again. Hang on. I'm going to be right back to share some good news with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, you can really see the value that Jesus brings into someone's life that no one else can bring. And what is that? Well, it was revealing Mark's true identity. Mark was able to break through his inferiority complex simply by attending church, reading the Bible, and growing in his relationship with Christ. You're probably curious as to how this whole thing works. Well, it's something that is impossible, but it's written in Matthew chapter 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Now I understand this verse was in response to the salvation of the rich man in the Bible. However, know that with God, all things are possible. Just think about that. Mark discovered this reality being played out through his new life in Christ. It isn't just some positive thinking scheme. It's a real Jesus coming into Mark's life and enabling him to do what was impossible for him before, but now making the impossible possible. It's just like when you get help from someone, when a child can't reach something high on a shelf, but with the help of a tall adult, that child can attain what they couldn't on their own. Same with Jesus. When Jesus is in your life, the things that are unattainable suddenly become possible. 
but only for the thing that He wants for your life. To me, this is incredible that Mark could experience healing and wholeness. And now he has a family of his own. Normally with trauma, Mark wouldn't be able to love his kids properly because of the brokenness inside of himself. But it sounds like Mark has a new flow of love to give to his children, the love of God that Mark receives from faith in Christ. This is real stuff here. This is evidence where faith is real, not something just made up, not just some happy-go-lucky thing. This isn't the tooth fairy. This isn't Santa Claus. This is something real. Jesus makes the impossible possible. Where are you with this? For someone who's gone through trauma, I'm sorry what happened to you in your past. However, I have good news for you. It's written in Psalms 51:12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. God is here to restore to you salvation, my friend. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's gone through some type of trauma, little, large, whatever it is. And I'm praying, Lord Jesus, as you are our Savior, you can restore us to something new. Lord Jesus, we receive you, we believe in you, and we give our lives to you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.